the key to hunting Jedi. This patience. This is the Bunzarelli Show. My name's Joe. Joining me, of course, I got Bob. Bob Obi Wan. <laughs> oh man, it it looks so cool. It, it's it's like seeing um it's a both trilogies yeah of Star Wars somehow at the same time. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the best of both of them is uh is in this one. Yeah, it's it's gonna bridge the gap, and it's it's even got some Clone War stuff in there too. And, uh, you know, they're digging into the whole sandbox, but I really like in the first few minutes, just almost like to, to even zero in the audience on what period of time this is. First thing he does is he zips in on Luke with the binoculars and you just see Luke playing like spaceship. <laughs> it's important uh, even for the trailer because it gives you a, a framework in your mind about what time frame this is because, you know, he's a baby when Obi-Wan yeah. hands him to the Lars at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. And, you know, so it's yeah. like, okay, he's like 10 or 15 years later, which works because the movie was 10 or 15 years ago. <laughs> so everybody's aged appropriately. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's aged appropriate. And, and it's good that they do that because I'm a fan. We do this we do this show and I, and I can't keep the timeline straight myself, yeah. like mid-show. And it's not, and it's not so much. It's not that I'm confused or lost. It's just I'm wrapped up in the story, and then all of a sudden Luke shows up, and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. This is, you know, Luke's living there. Like you just forget for a, you yeah. get wrapped up, and you forget that that's that's what it is. But yeah, to see, um, and I'm I'm glad that Obi Wan. It wasn't like, all right, let's take him and make him look a bunch younger, or let's make him look, you know, a lot older. It was like, like you said, like age appropriate for the for the time anyway. Yeah. Um. So, um, yeah, it looks on the production level, just from the trailer, if you were to if you were to just watch a trailer and not known any better, you would think that this is the next movie coming out. It seems above um, the production level. At least I thought it looked like it's above the production level, like they had a few more bucks to spend than uh, Mandalorian and the other. Yeah, something about it. I don't know if it's like purposely to like show the it's like a tinge darker, almost like like solo to where just I don't know. It's it's a little more grounded and a little less. of. When you say darker, do you mean um like like literally like visually? Yeah, visually, visually. Like it's just like because you're looking at Tatooine and it doesn't look like the bright. It's same planet Boba Fett was on, but it doesn't seem like that bright orange. It's like that lighter gray. I'm just saying the actual color scale of the show is just a tinge, which is it's kind of. But because everything's so Star Wars, it, it could do that. But kind of just, it almost sets the tone of like it's a darker time for the Empire. I don't know if it's doing it on purpose, but it looks a little less campier yeah. than. And it was never, it never bothered me about Boba Fett. But you're looking at the exact same place, and it just, I like, I just like the look of it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just, it, no, it it does make a difference because now that you mention it, yeah, Boba was a bit, the picture was a bit brighter. I'm, I'm picturing the Vespa, yeah, chase. Um, that scene for for some reason it's coming to mind, and um and the 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 first three movies, which were actually the second series, the one where the prequels, Ewan McGregor was in it, the prequels, thank you. yes, prequels had a bit of a brighter look to it. So yeah, I definitely see what you're saying, and and you can do that. You can change, you know. I mean, it's it's so many years later. Why not? They could change from one movie to the other. Yeah, Hopefully they experiment. stick with that too, because yeah. it it'll because they could 
they could scrap that. And, you know, that might just be for the trailer. And you know what? They might have changed the tone of Tatooine. And now that I'm thinking of it as I'm saying it is maybe you just don't feel like you're looking at the Boba Fett set again. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, we're yeah. back here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, you yeah. don't feel tired of it. Or it's like, I, I, I don't know. Um, it does look like they're getting off world. And I, I'm pretty sure I saw um, a shot of Obi-Wan off Tatooine. So I have a different theory now that I've seen more. Because, you know, before I was just throwing spaghetti at the wall when I was saying, you know, he's going to go rescue Grogu and all that. So right. there's a part where... It's Owen Lars, and the actor is um, Joel Egerton, who portrayed Owen Lars in episodes two and three. So, who becomes, you know, Luke's Uncle Owen. Um, He's there, and he gets confronted by an Inquisitor. Not directly, but he's there when the Inquisitor, which is those those Sith-looking Jedi with the red lightsabers. And I'll tell you a little bit about them. But he's there. I think something happens where he's like, Obi-Wan might tell him, yo, tell them, yeah, you have seen a Jedi, but he's over here. And Obi-Wan just kind of diverts them away from him and Luke. From watching Rebels, I have seen a lot of those Inquisitors, especially the main one. But the girl, the female one that's on Tatooine, I've never seen her in the cartoon. Cartoon takes place after this show. So she's expe- expendable, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking, yeah. like, if she gets on Tatooine, she's not making out of the show in one piece. Because, once again, <laughs> nobody can know Obi-Wan's hanging out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. For the wrap-up, for every for all the pieces to be where they need to be at the end. I don't think we, I don't think we heard Obi-Wan say a word in there, did we? Um, it's almost he's narrating himself, like he's having a conversation with somebody, which is also an interesting thing, because he goes he's just walking and you hear his voice over the thing and he goes, um, we've lost. I didn't even recognize it was his voice. I'm, I, I haven't, you know, I'm trying to think like the last thing I seen you and McGregor in was the last thing you seen him in. I um, seen him he in did, um, that musical thing. He did, uh, there's a movie my wife likes, uh, a Tim Burton Big movie, fish. Big fish, Big, Big fish. fish yeah, that, that's musical a, that's thing. a while back. Yeah, it's over like ten years ago. He's been around. He hasn't been like it was. You know, it hasn't been like where's Hugh McGregor been? You know what I mean? He's been popping up here and there. It's almost better you don't see him talk because we know who he is. We, we, the biggest sell once again at the prequels was like he said a couple words and he looked nothing like Obi Wan. He was no beard. He was just like a young guy with a mullet and you know the ponytail. And he was like, once the droids, once once the droids take over the Naboo, they'll take over you. And he's like. Just his cadence, and he he completely like mimicked the um, uh, Alec Guinness performance, and that's yeah, another the original, thing. The original Obi Wan. That's another thing. You uh, McGregor said was funny. He goes, "Yeah, I'm about ten years away from the age that Alec Guinness was when he played Obi Wan." Wow. <laughs> so he's like, he's Jeez. in the perfect. Everything just kind of lines up really cool, really smooth. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So what I'm hoping they explore, and it looks like they are, because the thing about Uncle Owen is Uncle Owen looks like it's not just a shot of him hanging out with Luke. It looks like Owen's involved with the fray, which is something I wanted to see, because I want to explore those tensions between Obi-Wan and um, Uncle Owen. Because if you remember from A New Hope, when Luke would say things like, I wonder if he means Ben Kenobi. He goes, stay away from that crazy old wizard and things like that. 
And oh, yeah, that's thing, right. And things Amparu said, like, Luke can't stay here. He's like got too much of his father in him. And he goes, that's what I'm afraid of. Certain lines, you know, yeah. you thought your father should have stayed here, which kind of makes sense because Owen does meet um, Anakin in episode two. So the whole relationship is Owen's father bought Shmi as a slave from uh, Watto and fell in love and freed her. And they were married, but then she was kidnapped by the Sand People. But she spent years, and uh, like Owen knew her as a stepmother, which makes him Uncle Owen. You know what I'm saying? They're not related right. by blood, but they kind of established that. But he does know, he didn't meet Anakin. He knows Anakin went off. And as far as we know, what Obi-Wan told him, I'm guessing he's just going to tell Owen, you know, Anakin died. Not like, you know, I chopped his arms and legs off. <laughs> Here's his kid. <laughs> you know, it's a, yeah. it's a long story. <laughs> but I think when Owen, now when Owen sees this other stuff and these other dangers, it kind of gives more credence to why he would, you know, not like Obi-Wan around. That, yeah. The kind of, you know, the tensions. I want to see that dynamic. Oh, you know who else is in this? O'Shea, huh. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Ice Cube's son. Who, oh, yeah. And he played Ice he was, Cube in... Um, yeah, he played Ice Cube. He looks just like him. Yeah, he, he looks played just him in the, like um, him. In the Doctor... In the... What's it? The NWA movie. Yeah. And I, I liked him in that. And he was in some yeah, other action movie. But... um. I don't, he wasn't in the trailer. I'm curious. It says he's in just, he's credited for being in six episodes. So that's interesting. Of course, also in the cast, like confirmed. And it's so funny, Bob, because I got the Revenge of the Sith right next to me, next to the IMDb of um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So everybody's got the exact same like headshots. So you see Hugh McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then Hayden Christensen. So on episode three, it says Anakin Skywalker. And on Obi-Wan Kenobi, it just says Darth Vader. <laughs> like, he's just oh, straight wow. up. They're not, you know, a character and everything. He's just straight up Darth Vader. Yeah. Now, whether they slip him. Oh, so he's, so he's definitely in it. So is it. Oh, yeah. He's I definitely it was in like it. like a question before. No, I think what he's going to be is he's going to be like the wow. final battle. And he's, because if you go back to A New Hope, yeah, now it really, because they showed the breathing at the end of the trailer. You see Obi-Wan's face here. Yeah, right when the yeah. title rolls. But that's like. Because it's it's been said before, when when Obi Wan meets Darth Vader in A New Hope, he goes, "You never should have came back, old man." Which almost says, "Well, he must have been here before, <laughs> come yeah. back like come back out of hiding or whatever it is." So he goes to Vader. Vader once again, Vader can't come to Tatooine because Luke's there. So has somehow, but he's going to have that showdown. And here's the other cool thing: also making a return is John Williams. So John Williams is the orchestrator, does the music behind all the Star Wars films, okay? All nine of the Skywalker saga. He did a little bit of solo, but really... I did notice the music was... Straight out of like it. The, the, yeah. Yeah. The Duel of Fates. That was straight up the, the song when Obi-Wan and Anakin fought. So you get that Ewan McGregor. And this is what we were hoping we were going to see when we first heard of the prequels is yeah. Obi-Wan fighting Darth Vader in the costume. You know what I'm saying? And even if yes. a, even if Hayden Christensen just has like one two-second scene with his helmet off for some reason, and he says some lines as him, but even if he puts the helmet on and he does the acting and James Earl Jones' voiceover, 
you all of a sudden that bridges the gap where you as the audience accept Hayden as Darth Vader. You can make that connection yes. in your head and say, okay, that's Vader. That if think yeah, about Vader and Rogue adult, One, adult Hayden, adult Hayden Christensen going to Vader, yeah, um, instead of kid, the yeah. kid doing it, you know. And yeah. I, I'm looking at the trailer again, and I have it paused. And I thought I was going to ask you if this was, um, was it Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine? I thought that's who it was, and he's got a red saber. No, I don't know if I'm looking at Darth Vader because I'm sure you would have caught that. That's an Inquisitor. So what those are are those are like these. They're not Sith, but they're like trained in the, the Sith arts, and they were like trained to hunt down Jedi. So they were in Star Wars Rebel, a cartoon, Star Wars Rebels. But then they've also shown up in video games and stuff. So they took the ball and kind of ran with it and said they exist. And they actually killed off the last of them in, in, in the Rebels cartoon. So at this point gotcha. in time, they could be there, but they're pretty much out of the picture before Luke and Han Solo and everybody gets there. Which is fun about this little gap of time. You can make these characters and get rid of them before the big stuff happens that you know of. You know what I mean? But yeah. it makes something somebody for Obi-Wan to fight. Like, I think he's... I, I believe he's going to kill the female one because she's on Tatooine. So she's got to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's seen too much. Yeah. But the other ones, I think, actually appear in Rebels, which is later, which means his final showdown will be with Vader. The curious thing will be like, when does Vader show up? Does he show up at the end of episode one? You know what I mean? You know, and you just see like little scenes and just kind of build up to it. You know? Yeah. And they that, did that real good in, um, in, in um, Book of Boba Fett, they did that good to where we're waiting for the last episode. And then the second to last episode was just like a gift from them. Like, oh, here you go. Here's a, here's all the Luke. Here's more Luke than you thought you were ever going to get. Right. Here, here's the, the, the difference with, with the power. Cause this trailer isn't, this trailer doesn't need to sell you anything like, like a Boba Fett trailer does. You know what I mean? This trailer was just like, this is what you wanted, right? Here it is. Like, here's yeah. two seconds. Like you said, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan doesn't say a word out loud, and he doesn't even whip out his lightsaber. You don't see him yeah. do anything. You just see him make a couple looks <laughs> and walk around with yeah. the hood, and you're psyched because you know what he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know. Oh, not just him. Even, even um, I, I, I'm looking right now. To, I got it paused on one scene and there's a stormtrooper in the background yeah you know you're, you're back in that straight up that golden yeah, era back in, yeah yeah it feels closer to the storylines from episodes four five and six than it does yes you know you think oh you and mcgregor doing the sequel to number three basically you know th this this would be like a three and a half this movie like star wars three and a half right because you got the prequels and then this then this and then it goes to whatever episode four is called but it feels closer to to, the, to that '70s series that me and you grew up on, and yes. the newer one. And the coolest thing is when they bridge the gaps between trilogies, because every trilogy has like a thirty-year gap between them. So kind of yeah. like the Mandalorian and Boba is kind of like they're trying to plant some seeds to how we get to Luke and his Jedi Academy and stuff for the the sequel trilogy. This one's kind of making it's like okay, the coolest stuff is. The transition from Republic to Empire. You know what I mean? That's the coolest concept thing. We see like the clones kind of getting phased out. And uh, yeah. the stormtroopers kind of getting brought in. And you kind of hear like, oh, these are the changes being made in the galaxy. This is being outlawed. So 
what here's the thing's gonna be cool. So if these Inquisitors are hunting down remaining Jedi, do you get to see other Jedi get killed? Thing, you know, yeah. things like that. Like another Jedi has his final showdown. It's in hiding. Show us like that. Yeah. The Jedi's that survive Order sixty six. There's a so getting to see the other Jedi's, not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily seeing them getting killed. Yeah, but just the fact that we get to see. Yeah, because plus they could bust out all kinds of characters. Yeah, and there's definitely some more force going on in this one. Yes. Um, they showed the one guy floating. Where Obi Wan says, "We lost. It's over." Who's he talking to? Right. So what yeah. if? Because they're not showing the scene. So is he communing with Yoda, or is he communing with Qui Gon? Because yeah. that's a doable thing. And Liam Neeson says, "I'll do it." You know, especially they got the buddy that you know. You get a Liam Neeson Force Ghost that brings everything together. You know what I mean? That makes it like yeah, the chef's kiss, moi. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we just yeah. like he just appears in front of Obi Wan and says, "Obi Wan, you must go find Grogu or you know something." Yeah, and and why not? I, I think they're putting a lot into it because I mean, you and McGregor, they got him, and I don't know what he cost, but this is the this is the biggest name you have in the show. Yeah. So in in this series of Mandalorian and, and the Star Wars shows, it's the biggest name you got. Yeah. And it's still it's like okay, so they're paying him, and you're looking at the production level. Unless it's just the way they show in the trailer, it seems to me like a lot more money's being put into it. I've seen a lot more lights, lights, and lightsabers and ships and cool stuff going on. Yeah. So what's cool too is because not only is this going to be at a higher level, you know, assuming this storyline's good and everything, but maybe it's setting the bar higher for the next Mando and the next. Book of Boba Fett or whatever they they do for the next shows. You know what I mean? Maybe Disney's real. This this might be us seeing. All right, this is the future of it. Like they're going all in on this on these Disney Plus shows. Yeah, because there's movie theaters. This isn't like like unlike Mandalorian and Boba Fett. You could say those are like part of John Favreau and Dave Filoni's like big little map they got for the future of Star Wars, right? With this Obi One pocket. You know, yes, you have to be careful. You can't mess up any continuing everything, but it doesn't really affect the plan that John Favreau and Dave Filoni the things they're doing. Point being said is maybe they're giving. So the director of this is Deborah Chow, who directed um, a couple episodes in The Mandalorian, but one of them that was really good was The Sin, and that's the one where the Mandalorian hands in Grogu, and then like. He's in the ship and plays at the ball, and he's like, he goes back and just straight up rescues him. <laughs> just like, yeah. turn, like, it was a really, <laughs> really good episode. And he's, she's done some other stuff, but this ain't her first time in uh, her first rodeo with Star Wars. So I think she's going to yeah, be good. Different timeline, different timeline than the, um, well, not different, yeah, different time than the, um, than the shows that yeah. we've seen. The so shows far. we've I seen are this after. One's more, yeah, I wonder if this one's. Been, was made more as a standalone. I think so because than, I don't think you. I think so. Yeah, because you McGregor isn't signing on for season one, season two. It, yeah. it, it specifically says even in the ad, it says a limited series on. So this is like a five or six, whatever it is. Well, I think you no, know, it's a six episodes. So six episodes. So this is like it's a mini series. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna yeah, have a, a beginning animal. and an end. Which is nice. Yeah, it isn't. Um, it isn't two renegades going out and okay. Here's their adventure for the day. Yeah, they got to go do this. Yeah, they're gonna go meet this guy and do this. Yeah, it's like no, this is a standalone. It's almost like this is. It's, it's like a movie, but it's, okay. Instead of doing the movie, 
split it into this many which is which is fine and, and that's almost better it's better because like like we say all the time like you know it's better when something's like a standalone thing like okay instead of just all right it's leading into the next one or it's just killing time yeah while, you know like the plot's put on hold and now we just got to watch mando go fight these cowboys somewhere yeah you know not knocking that show but you get just a tv show is just going to have that yeah, you well, know. you you could like we loved Boba Fett, we enjoyed it, but in retrospect, you could argue like it was a little sub chapter of the Mandalorian. It was like let's kind of zip to the left and focus on this character and get right back into the big thing we're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, yeah, the Mando thing. Whereas this thing's gonna have a beginning and an end, and like I said, be it a, a. I don't think they're gonna mess with Obi Wan. I think it's too. He's like yeah. a heritage character. You can't mess with him. They're not gonna mess with it, and maybe they'll still take a little bit more risks and stuff because it's not a movie so it's not like okay there's so much attention on this one thing yeah you know let's make sure just to you know stick with what people want it's like no you know give us some twists and turns and make it make it entertaining uh, I got a feeling it's going to be Bob. And like I said, we, I just love doing the TV shows, <laughs> you know, seeing the twists and yeah. turns and seeing where they go. So I am really, really excited about this one. And I'm excited about when we go, you know, we're going to go episode for episode for it. So really looking forward to this. And of course, I'll be there. Also, Bob will be there. Bob, thank you for so much. And we'll see you guys. <laughs>